You are now listening to Out of the Blank. 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 Welcome to another episode of Out of the Blank Podcast. I'm here with Mark Philippe. What's going on, man? Mark, tell me a little bit about yourself and if you want what you do professionally or just whatever you're interested in. Uh, well, right now uh, I'm working at a, uh, at a bank. Not really what I want to be doing, but uh, I'm an aspiring voice actor and uh, I've been doing work on the side for a little less than a year now. And uh, most of the stuff that I do is mainly just character work. Okay, when we say voice acting now, what what, what characters are we talking about here, okay? Because I'm interested in voice acting. I can do impressions, and sometimes I piss off a lot of people in that are ever really around me because I can't stop doing them. Yeah, I understand. Uh, a lot of my friends feel the same way about me. Uh, yeah, I mean, um, the biggest thing that I've been casted for is just doing the voice of Wolverine. Uh, it's pretty similar to, I guess people, they think it's similar to Steve Bloom's. Mine is just something that I've created over the years uh, after hearing, you know, different voice actors like uh, Cal Dodd, Steve Bloom, and then hearing Hugh Jackman in the live action films. Uh, I do a lot of deep, scary voices, stuff like that. Um, Southern accents, uh, you know, like all, all sorts of different kinds of uh accents most of the stuff that i do is for the is the wolverine voice but i do a lot of work for just my own voice just acting which is much easier because i don't have to uh strain my strain my voice too much you don't have to take a freaking lozenge before. yeah yeah <laughs> what have you exactly been casted in just to play wolverine like anything that some people might particularly know uh n- most of the stuff is just fan stuff so a lot of uh audio comics that people are still working on right now and they'll probably just be on youtube um i'm actually trying to get you hooked up with my buddy who was on my podcast a long time ago his name's the comic syndicate but i was trying to get him because i'm super interested in voice acting a lot of people look at it like you're just goofing off it's like it takes a skill okay it's a muscle to be able to like i think there's very few people in this world that can be able to recreate something like that you know like impressions are difficult you have to learn like um i was like my whole family's musically talented so I'm, I just didn't fall in that range. I just don't have an interest for it. But when it comes to singing, I can match a, a certain uh, singer's pitch in a certain tone, like a copycat. And that's what I think a lot of what impressions are. You're copycatting something you've seen before. Like for me, if I see somebody or hear somebody do something, I can try and figure out the octaves and pitch to be able to match that. Yeah, and that's a very difficult skill in of itself. So, um, I mean, a lot of people don't realize the work that goes behind it you know people just think oh you're speaking into a microphone you know it's not the same as you know on-screen acting if anything I mean I feel it's a little bit more difficult because you're trying to portray all these emotions and you're not showing your face so you don't get that that advantage of being able to you know look sad or look angry you have to portray that without actually showing it um such as adding like more bass to your voice yeah exactly so you have to be able to act in order to voice act if you just do voices and impressions you won't get very far you know being able to have that voice is great but if you don't have that basis of being able to really bring out that emotionality when you're say you're doing you know a character work for a show or for a game or even for a commercial because you really got to have emotionality for some of the commercial spots and radio spots and stuff like that you got to be able to have that. And if you don't, like I said, you won't get very far. Yeah. My family, um, 
like my both my parents were broadcasters and what i started to notice just being around them so much like when i hear like my mom or my dad speak i'm like where's your broadcaster voice they're like what i'm like you have a broadcaster voice when you're on the radio but when you're here it's not your normal voice and my dad's been doing it for like almost 50 something years so when it comes to his voice he just is like in the beginning, I just decided I'm just going to use my regular voice because that's the same thing I did with my podcast. Like for me, podcasting, I had two decisions to make in front of me. Do I want to make my voice like this where I go like, you're listening to 93.5 and like <laughs> go that route with it all ex like which a lot of podcasters do, but it seems not authentic. And I'm like, I'm going to be having really long conversations, hopefully with people. Um, and I want to be able to not have to think about holding a pitch or holding a certain tone in my voice. So I'd rather just talk normally. If it sounds like balls being dragged across shattered glass, then I'm apologize for all of you people out there. <laughs> no, yeah, exactly. Uh, I mean, even now with a lot of the commercial work, which I don't really do, I, I like to get into it. It's just a lot more to me. It's, it's a lot more difficult. But um, for the commercial work, they don't want the radio announcer voice anymore. Now they want more like a like a John Krasinski in the E-Trade commercials. That's what they want. He does all those. They want like a normal average Joe, you know, kind of guy just talking, you know, like, like you would talk to somebody on the street, to a buddy, to a friend, to whatever. They want that natural tone now. They don't want someone coming in with the radio voice like you just said. Well, I think for so many years during commercials, we've been trying to, when we sell something, to get, grab somebody's attention. And for us, grabbing somebody's attention is with a really, really strange voice that no one really has ever heard of from from uh, I guess before they're just like Morgan Freeman or um, something like uh, the guy from like the Allstate Allstate you know buy insurance now like that deep bass to it where it's like oh shit I'm gonna have to buy this insurance because that guy sounds like a respectable man and he probably could kill me with his bare hands yeah and then we're getting to this thing now where you're starting to see people like I use Rogaine because Rogaine's fun. It helps keep my hair in, even though I get rectal bleeding and all these. And they just list <laughs> off all these side effects. You're like, damn, I don't even want to take the drug anymore. But it's like, it's it's a, it's an average voice now. And I think that's what really kind of sparks up something. Um, It makes it more relatable to people. It makes it sound like someone's just talking to you rather than paying for some high paid actor that's definitely probably not taking the product. Yeah. And the, the, the whole industry itself has just changed, especially for on the commercial aspect. The character aspect is pretty much stay the same just now when it comes to character work. Most people, I mean, I guess maybe 10, 15 years ago, people would think, oh, you know, I got to go to LA. That's where all the character work is. Now a lot of people do stuff from home. Uh, if you have a good enough studio at home, you can do stuff for overseas. I mean, I know a lot of people that they do a lot of work, um, you know, for like English productions, Spanish productions, stuff like that. And they're looking for American voice actors to either do a dub or just for some of their commercials where they want, you know, something, something American, you know, they don't, they don't want like the typical actors that they have there. Um, you just have to be able to find that work. That's the only thing when it comes to online work, you know, you, you got to be careful about where you go because there's certain places that are just going to try to take advantage of you or they're not professional or, or anything like that. I'm not going to name the places because I don't want to bash anybody, but there's uh, definitely some places where, you know, they, they don't know how it's supposed to be. Well, even like you were saying before, too, with um, the emotion that kind of gets up, that you have to really kind of show that doesn't really get shown um, just because you're hearing somebody's voice. But you have to show those features. If you ever look at someone that's podcasting, like for me right now as I'm podcasting, I'm also kind of eyebrows forward, kind of talking to you like I'm getting into the conversation. Um, 
it, it, it displays a different effect into your voice, which a lot of people don't really realize. Like if you're having a conversation or if you're doing an acting position, you have to act a voice act. You can't just sit there and be able to crank out an Eddie Murphy voice with a straight face. You have to do the motions of it. You have to do the, the gestures of the face, the angles of the mouth, the chin, all these types of things, be able to get into that position. You know, even when you're doing like Al Pacino or if you're doing, you know, a nice Don Corleone. disrespect me my business is the business is good even doing that i had to move my jaw forward and like kind of push my lips up together like if i had peanut butter on the stuck of the roof of my mouth or something yeah Uh, that's what a lot of these uh the voices that a lot of people do um you know your face really changes and you probably wouldn't want to see that on screen anyway so it kind of works that you're behind a microphone inside a booth um but yeah, I mean, it's it's a full body thing. I mean, especially with a lot of the the Wolverine work that I do, he's an angry, angry guy. So if if he's gonna have a a scene where he gets into that berserker rage, I gotta have space to move. You know, when I'm stabbing somebody or something like that, I'm I'm doing that movement. And if you don't, then it's it's really not gonna be genuine. Yeah, well, like if you saw uh, Wolverine when he was training for the movies. He was basically in like like on a treadmill or one of those free mobile things so with like a circle around his waist where he could walk around and he just wouldn't go anywhere. He would just stay in position, but it was like a movable treadmill that would go at all angles. And he would look at the screen. So when he'd start running, you know, he'd be screaming and running and they'd use that voice because you could hear the pounding in his voice from him running. You know, if he was sitting in a booth, you know how hard it would be to recreate that. Like what really is fascinating about voice acting is it does create a bit of what I would call imposter syndrome, mostly because people are just hearing your voice and they, they match it up to that character. And then like, it's hard to be like, I'm the voice of that person. And it's like, I don't believe you. Like, there's no way you're that, you're that person. It's like, but that is me. That is my voice. And it seems like people are just loving the voice, but never really truly loving your face. Like a lot of people for a long time didn't know that Bart Simpson's character was played by a girl. Oh yeah, exactly. So, uh, I mean, yeah, I mean, it's, it's just, it's different when you're on screen and you get to show your face, you get a different kind of, um, you know, celebrity status, you know, voice actors don't have that, that status. You know what I mean? You, you know, to me, some of the voice actors that I know, like Steve Bloom or Cal Dodd or, you know, a variety of other actors, you know, to me, I would know them and I could probably pick them out, but the average person may not know who the hell they are. You know, that's just, it's, it's different from when you're on screen and when you're behind the microphone. Yeah. Um, I do have to ask now, when we say, what do you prefer to do impressions or accents? Impressions or accents? Um, I would be honest. I don't do many impressions. Uh, I create characters. So when people ask if I can do, you know, like some uh, other, you know, MCU characters, like, Oh, can you do a, you know, Captain America, like Chris Evans, Captain America. It's like, I could probably sound like somebody that could be Captain America, but it's not going to be Chris Evans. You know what I mean? So my whole thing is I want to create voices that are my own and characters that are my own, because in reality, my voice is the thing is, is the thing that's going to sell. That's my product. So I don't want to try to sound like everybody else because there's a lot of people out there that do impressions. And if that's what I'm going to be known for, then I might not get that far. I may get, you know, a good amount of, you know, work from, oh, you can do this, you can do that. You know, I, I know, like, uh, I don't know if you ever heard of him. His name is Joe Gaudet. He has the best Arnold Schwarzenegger impression I have ever heard in my entire life. He sounds just like the guy and he's gotten work for it. But at the same time, you don't want to be known as just the Arnold Schwarzenegger guy. You know what I mean? You want to be known as a, a genuine professional 
voice actor. And the guy is a, a professional voice actor, but a lot of people only really know him for his impressions. That always seems like the main one that's like a really easy impression as well, too. Like just Arnold's, I guess, range or pitch is something that a lot of people can hit. It's a, it's, it's different, I guess, for everybody, but it seems like the majority when I see an impression on the internet or something, it's usually somebody doing an Arnold impression. Like, oh, we have to go get in the chopper. Like that whole, it's, it's that whole like basis. It's always that. And it's really, really peculiar when you see like now it was common with those um, guys that were doing cartoon voices. They were like, how many can you do in 60 seconds? How many can you do in this? And it's like a lot of them sound really, really close. But I understand what you mean about not fully copying somebody's voice, but being able to make it in your own unique way. Like for your Wolverine example, that one sounds like Wolverine. I don't know. It, it sounds like you're taking bits and pieces that make it sound really, really familiar. But it is it is spot on, dude. Like, I mean, just listening to it, I was like, this guy, I would just talk like that twenty four seven. Yeah, and and I actually I actually can. I've been able to. I've been doing it so long that it just kind of comes out. It's second nature. I don't really have to warm up for it anymore. So it's kind of nice to be able to do that. But uh, I mean, yeah, I mean, especially with the like you were saying with the Arnold impression, a lot of people use it. So it's it's different when it comes to just being able to do like you know the general things that people think of they think of like the heavy austrian accent like people think of that like they you know that's that's usually what people end up doing and they just keep that same tone the entire impression but the thing about people like joe gaudette he has everything down about the guy like he's followed he's like he he has his pitch down his range down and how he speaks just him speaking normally not even acting like he's just like doing like a general conversation in Arnold Schwarzenegger's voice and if you close your eyes you're like oh my god am I talking to the former governor of California right now like is, is this really happening so you know that's just it's a it's there's a difference between being able to do that I call it doubling and he also calls it doubling as well um, instead of just a straight up impression you know you really sound like the actual person this hard differentiation between the real thing and then what this other person is able to do that's what I think you know really brings in that that acting prowess, being able to do something like that. There was a really good podcast, and I could—I totally forgot his name of the actor who was on it, but there's two famous comedians that used to do a podcast called The Crab Feast, and they had a guy on there um, that does voice acting professionally, and he was talking about it being like a muscle, much like we're talking about. And he would say like, oh, I haven't done that one forever. I, I, I can't remember how it would go. And it was like one of his first impressions is like, hold on, how do you just be able to do somebody's voice and then forget it? And I'm like, it's because you have to stay practiced with it. If you're someone that wants to commit to such as yourself doing like a Wolverine role or doing specific Marvel characters, even though you're trying to sound close by it, you're still staying on top of it. You're practicing it probably every day. You're probably doing, you know, you're staying on, you know, you're not just leaving it alone for a year and then trying to pick it up later. Like my buddy always tells me, he goes, dude, your Jerry Seinfeld impression would be amazing if you just worked on it. And I'm like, I fucking hate Jerry Seinfeld. The <laughs> fact that I can do his – its he's not a bad guy. I heard he's nice, but it's the voice. It's like, I mean, what's the deal with airplane food? I mean, is it food? Is it an airplane? I don't know. It's like <laughs> I, I could definitely work on that and get it to a better range. But it's close, but it's like I don't, I don't like it. I just don't like hearing it. I don't like studying it. It kind of sucks I've been able to do it. But like ones I really found fascinated with – um. Like Christopher Walken, for example, you know, a lot of people always talk about like, that's the hardest impression to pull off. But for me, it was just like, oh my, this is tragic news. I wasn't <laughs> planning on a trip to the market today, but I guess a trip to Trader Joel's is in my future. 
like that's pretty good right that's spot on that's pretty good man yeah yeah that sucks for people in my household because i will start narrating that and then you find that if you do it for too long you can't get out of christopher walken it ends up turning into an all-day event where it's hard to go to the store. It's hard to find yourself anymore. You end up sitting in the shower, kind of curled up like a ball, like, am I Christopher Walken? I don't know. <laughs> yeah, you get lost in the character after a little while. Yeah, I understand. Uh, I've, uh, especially early on, that's I would go to the, the store with my girlfriend, and I would just pull on this southern panhandling accent, and I would just, just walk by people and be like, oh, you know, excuse me and uh, be like oh excuse me ma'am i gotta i gotta get through i gotta go find my my daughter i don't know where she's running around in this damn store and just uh you know be like that just go around and you know it's just after a while you you don't realize like oh crap i've been doing this for like an hour i should probably stop this is probably getting annoying uh yeah so it's just one of those things where like you said it is a muscle so you have to you have to get it warmed up you know, I, every morning I'm stretching, even physically, like you have to physically stretch. Like my neck and my shoulders are always very tight from, uh, you know, working out and stuff like that. So I really got to stretch it because if you have a loose neck and a loose shoulders and everything else and you're relaxed, you'll be able to really act better. Because if you're all tight physically, you're going to be tight and you're going to sound tight when you're voicing these characters. So, you know, you really got to be able to properly take care of your voice, just like you do your body. Yeah, a lot of people don't even take that into consideration. I had a voice actor on here before, and she was telling me, like, what she has to do, like, methods to avoid sore throats, to avoid, um, like, you know, if she gets sick, she's got to be able to try and make sure she stays on top of her and keeping her immune system up. Because that if she messes with her voice, you know, she screams too hard at, like, a baseball game or something, she's out of work. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. You, for sure. You, a lot of people don't even realize that. Like, I remember um, someone I knew, uh, he played guitar. He grabbed his uh, fist and punched a wall and almost broke his hand. And then he couldn't play guitar. I'm like, that's how you make your money. Like, do you not understand? Like, you got to prioritize things here. Like, when you use a skill such as having a good um, vocal range or maybe being able to play soccer really, really well, if you break your feet or you get your foot chopped off to diabetes, it's going to be hard to play soccer one-legged. Yeah, exactly. So, you know, when it, when it comes to, to stuff like that, like stay away from, I'm sure you probably heard it with when she was on there, um, you know, caffeine, alcohol, stuff that dries out your voice. I mean, you can, you can have those things. It's not like you have to not have them anymore. It's just not right before a session or during a session. Definitely not during a session. No coffee, nothing like that. You probably stay away from uh, any carbonated beverages too. It probably, you know, you end up getting the hiccups halfway through. And oh yeah, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, me, it's just, water water all the time um to just you got to stay hydrated because you know anybody with a trained ear in the industry which if you're in the industry you'll you probably have one you'll hear a dry mouth from a mile away you know so you, you got to be able to stay loose stay hydrated be ready all the time and yeah. it's it's difficult when you know life gets in the way so I come across so many conversations a day you can always tell when someone has like a really dry mouth or when they're nervous because there's like like turning into ASMR. I'm like, bro, do you need a sip of water, man? Like I can hear your, it's dry. It sounds like I'm hearing dust come out or something. Yeah. It's, you know, it, it, it gets difficult because I mean, there's so many things, especially that go through your mind when you're trying to be able to display something, especially do something, especially for a commercial, like you're trying to narrow down so many things too. There's a lot of pressure and anxiety that gets puts on you and that can affect your vocal range as well. Yeah. Being able to stay, uh, calm, cool, and collected is is difficult, especially when you're you know in an actual studio and you have the director trying to uh, you know give you pointers on how he wants this. And it's sometimes you know 
I mean, not sometimes, a lot of the times he'll just have you give a read. You know, your first read is, you know, just feeling it out. And it may be a script that you've never seen before. And that's nerve wracking because you're looking at the script and you're like, I didn't have time to, you know, pick this apart. I didn't have time to see where pauses should be, where I should be, you know, ending with, you know, a higher uh, pitch at the end of the sentence or a lower pitch or anything like that. You know, you don't have time to do that. And then, you know, you got to take the director's um, direction, you know, afterwards. And you got to really just kind of figure out what he wants, but also sounding genuine at the same time. And that's, that's that ground where you really have to find yourself when you're in that situation. And it's, it's really difficult. It's a lot harder than it looks, you know, it's, it's definitely harder because you're not moving around. You're not doing the scene. You're not getting into it as much. This is like, you're in a small confined space and you're doing an animation picture or something. You have to act like, what would that character be feeling? How you have to try and move like that character, but it's a lot different. Like when you're seeing a, an actor on a screen, for instance, such as like doing a sitcom, you know, if you're sitting there drinking shots at a bar or something, you're doing the motions and all this thing, you're like, yeah, I'm getting a little bit tipsy, you know, like that, you get into that thing, you get into that phrase and you can display a lot with what your body is a lot of people are very imagery but when they're looking at a cartoon animation like rick and morty or something like come on morty let's go do like whatever that whole thing like they you have to do it yourself but you're not being shown so you have to sit there and kind of match the character's actions and also what he would be sounding like based on like the pitches like when you're talking if i do like i think that's it and i i just added emphasis on my voice so then you know that like there's silence after that but then like changing pitches, like, do I really know? Like that adding that high pitch up to it creates a whole different effect in a conversation and people just completely gloss over that. Yeah. I mean, there's so many different ways you can read a copy or anything like that. And being able to, to work with the director and find that right take is, is difficult. Um, I mean, cause you may think that, you know, your first or your second take were your best ones. And then, in the reality, the director thinks that your last two were, were better. So, you know, it, it all kind of depends on what the listener thinks. Ultimately, what the director's decision, that's what you got to go with. So whether you think that he's wrong or not, it doesn't matter. He's paying you. So that's usually what ends up happening. Um, but what I found with a lot of the stuff, because I'm, I'm doing, like I said, a lot of fan stuff, not some stuff paid, some stuff unpaid. Um, just still trying to get into it with this. And uh, I get more freedom. And I think that's that's nice with character work because, you know, especially with Wolverine, I know what he looks like. You know what I mean? And being able to see the character helps a lot. Even a character that I've never voiced before, I've never heard a voice of. It's something that's original. Somebody created like a, you know, like a monster or something like that. I got to look at that monster and think, how would this guy sound? How would he breathe? What would he be his mannerisms? What kind of sounds would be coming from his you know, his stomach or what sounds would he make when he moves around, stuff like that. That helps being able to have a, a visual aid. But when it comes to commercials, you don't have that. You usually just get like, you know, it'll say, you know, male 20s, warm, heartfelt voice. It's like, that doesn't really help me, but okay, I'll try to do that. You know? All right. I gotta, I gotta ask now. I've done some impressions. I gotta hear the, your Wolverine, man. Oh, okay. All right. So this this is why you want me on the show. I got you. You just want me on here for the for the Wolverine voice. No, I'm kidding. I've got I got to I got to use it while I got it too. I, I I saw that and I was like, is this Clint Eastwood acting like Wolverine? I don't know. Oh uh, yeah, those those are cool. That's uh, <laughs> like I like doing some of those because he could definitely uh, pull off those. Those two characters are very similar. Uh, let me actually because I can't even hear myself with this headset on. Um, 
So what do you want to hear? Do you want to hear me say like a signature line or what do you want to hear? If you could narrate or say out of the blank, I would, I just, I'd probably shit my pants. Say out of the blank? Yeah. Welcome to out of the blank podcast. I'm here with Robbie. <laughs> that is so dope, dude. Oh my God. I don't know how you work at a bank. I would, anytime they would roll it to the drive, they'd be like, do you want to deposit? I'm like, oh shit. Oh, Wolverine <laughs> is my bank teller. Oh yeah. 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 It's, it's there's some of the people I'm like, get out of here, bub. I don't want to see you anymore. Like it's just <laughs> some of these people, man, they just come in and, oh man, I, I deal with some of the, the lowest of the low at, at this uh, bank, but uh so who else can you do besides uh, Wolverine? Like I, I can, I, I know I, I, you heard my Christopher walk and I can also do Scooby pretty well. Oh, you can do Scooby. Let me, let me hear you Scooby. Well, that's pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like, like I said, I don't do many impressions, but I can do like a, a scary uh, demonic voice. If you want something like that, you yes, want something. Give me a demon. You want to hear a demon, someone that will haunt your nightmares. Or something like that. Um, yeah, see, that, what's, what what's interesting that? is, like, we talk about a person and maybe hitting their, like, octave ranges. Like, I don't know if you've ever heard of the comedian uh, Joey Diaz. Yes. Okay, everybody can do a Joey Diaz impression. He's like, you cocksucker, like, that whole thing. That's what he says. <laughs> he talks, like, with this Jersey kind of, like, like deep kind of grudgy voice. And then, um, like, it, there's some people that have, like, a really common voice that's able to be hit. Like it's all about your range pitches as well. Like you ask somebody like what impressions or what you can do. It's all in their vocal range. Some people can hit a higher range frequency and some people can hit a lower Wolverine. Like you just did is similar to a demon because it's that whole, like the demons. It's just that deep, like grudgy type voice. Like you're hitting like the one flaps of your vocal cords. It's hard to explain it. It's more easy to do it. Like once you know how to do it. But like it's weird when you hit like a demon or that weird bass part. I don't. It's like your vocal flaps or something. It's like trying to split it, and you you wanted to get them the reverb a little bit. Yeah, yeah. So that's. I mean, with a lot of the the demon deep voices, there is like a a natural reverb that kind of comes out. Um, but I can do like higher pitched squeaky voices, um, stuff Elmo. like Elmo. Huh? Elmo. Elmo. No, no, no. I can't do Elmo. Hi, uh, my name's Elmo. Yeah, I don't do, you know, I, I can be like, I can go all the way up here. Like, stuff like that. Like, that's how high I could probably go. That's, like, Dude, the highest I could go. Or I could I do, like. I used to do an amazing meat wad, man. I used to, I used to love Aqua Team Hunger Force. I could do it. I have to go and listen to it again, man. But I used to do it so good. Yeah, that's, uh, <laughs> that's pretty good, though. Um, but, yeah, I mean, like I said, a lot of the stuff is just creating characters like doing like a, a maniacal character or something like that you know it's it's similar to like the joker you know talking like that or um that was you know, really good yeah yeah so it's it's but like you know it's another thing where it's not mark hamill mark hamill is is the guy and i don't want to sound like mark hamill i want to still sound like me so my whole big thing is i don't get caught up on trying to sound like somebody you know i'll take inspiration from somebody else yeah. and then create well, it's the style of it too. Like my Joker impression sounds a lot like, um, oh God, it's gonna, it's gonna, my dad's gonna beat me up if he, if I don't get this name right. I'm trying to forget what his name is. He passed away too. Uh, Keith. Oh, Heath Ledger. Heath Ledger, yes. Okay, so Heath Ledger's like, you want to know 
I got these scars. My father, he was a bit of a drinker. It's like that's good. it's <laughs> like even saying that you hear my like if you saw my face you'd be like you're fucking nuts. Because, yeah, like, like you're I'm licking your lips. Yeah, I'm, I'm licking my lips, where I'm like looking like eyes up, like head angled down, looking in the corner, but doing like that, like and then like you know the whole like pause and like the kind of like the long like dramatic effect that the Joker's really good at, which was like different with like if you saw um the new Joker for instance, like it was different. He was a lot more like had that sense of like I'm on the edge about to snap. Like it was a person that's about to snap. They yeah. never really showed the Joker from that angle before. They've always shown him already snapped. Yeah. Yeah, and that's uh love that movie by the way. Love that movie. I saw it, I saw it in theaters and I walked out and there was people like that did not understand it at all. They're like, "Oh my god, like this is horrible because I guess all the violence and everything like that." But I was like, "If you don't know who the character is, then you're not going to appreciate the movie." Yeah, that's no. why Jim Carrey, before all of his roles, would get like immensed into it. Like he would want you to, you know, call him all that. You, you know, like when he did The Grinch or something, he went all out. He's a very good impressionist, uh, Jim Carrey. But I've heard a lot of like bad things like about him a little bit when it comes to the line of like he does fall into character, then he just doesn't get out of character, which is hard to do. But when you solidify yourself as an actor for a role, that's the whole point. Like you're getting paid to be this thing. You have to be a hundred percent that there really can't be an off switch. Yeah. So I know that I know, especially with, I know he, with a mask and with, um, I know with the Grinch, the Grinch, he kept it too. I'm trying to think of other, other characters where he kept it. Oh, uh, cable guy where he kept a lisp the entire time on set. That's just like, I mean, I grew up watching Jim Carrey and it's just, it's, I, I'm, I'm fascinated by the guy. I mean, just the stuff that he can do with his face alone, just the way he contorts his face. It's just amazing. Well, that's that stutter too, man. I mean, that whole thing with um with the cable guy and all that. Like he was like, Well, Jim, seems like we got ourselves at a standoff here. Like yeah. just he has his whole lower part of his jaw pushed forward, like where you're focusing on the front bottom parts of your teeth. And like let's talk about Paul Giamatti, for instance. A lot of people don't really look at his acting career that much. Like it seems like he just kind of disappeared. Dude, in Lady in the Water. That stutter was a hundred percent his own. Yep. Like that whole like, like that whole thing. Like oh, it's like whoa, whoa, whoa. Like is that real? Like it was so like natural flowing too, and how difficult it is to be able to master that. Like a lot of people, and then like you look at so many actors like Andrew Lincoln that plays The Walking Dead, like uh, Rick Grimes and all that. Like nobody understands. He's British, but yep. he sounds American. <laughs> you heard him talk for the first time. Like excuse me, this is not the guy that's like go. Yeah, with that southern uh, Georgia accent that he has going on. Yeah, that that's just – it's amazing. I mean, what people can do just with their voice alone is is, is amazing. So that that's why I give a lot of credit to, to people like, um, you know, that are from England or from a, you know, a different country, and then they totally just become somebody else, and they sound native-speaking almost. And it just, it just amazes me. It's something that I, I would love to do one day. All right, I got to give us both a challenge here, so we're both going to do something. Oh, no. Okay, I will edit it out if it sounds terrible, but more than likely, I'm probably going to keep it in because I feel like we're both going to do pretty good at it or laugh our ass off. So I want to do Wolverine talking to Christopher Walken. Okay. So I'm putting myself on the spot here too, so it's not just random. I, I want to do it like what, what type of scene would you be able to do Wolverine in? I don't want to do them fighting. I want to do them like sitting down and having a coffee or something. Sitting down having a coffee. I mean, you can have them at a bar. I can see that happening. Yeah, I can see that. All right. And, uh, huh. 
or do you want do you want to start it off or do you want me to start it off well i feel like uh wolverine would probably already be at the bar probably drinking uh heavily at this time and then christopher walken can kind of just walk in and be like you know are you wolverine like who is this guy you know all right okay all right shit that means i start first though kind of yeah yeah you gotta start first man. <laughs> you you, right. you wanted to do this you got you have to lead off oh damn it all right hang on a second <laughs> mm, it's gonna take me probably after the first line i say it i will end up falling into it but like walk up and uh see wolverine like don't i know you from somewhere no you remind me someone i've seen on the tv a few listen pal if you have a question to ask me just ask it and then walk away look no need for the tone i'll bury your body in a hole if you don't understand what i'm saying to you all right sit down i'll get you a beer i want an apple teeny get the fuck out of here okay but <laughs> <laughs> see like it's it's crazy because like when you look at wolverine it's uh, mostly about aggression it's mostly about keeping that like tense that tense kind of bass in your voice and then when you look at christopher walken for me i'm just like what the fuck does christopher walken ever say like it just seems like his mind is always going off on other shit like i went to the store and i bought a bird i don't know why i really like cats it's like the mind just skips off you know what i mean Hey man, I, I'm I'm loving the voice though. It's great. It's one of the better ones I've heard in in a in a while. Because a lot of people try to do it. It's really good. Gotta Thank give you. you props on it. I appreciate, it, man. I love the Wolverine too. I tried for so long to be able to get Morgan Freeman down, but I ended up stopped doing it. I really just try like if I'm gonna do an impression, it'd be end up doing uh like Christopher Walken. But like Bill or uh, Morgan Freeman's like, ever since I was a little boy, people don't have enjoyed the sound of my voice. And either you get busy talking. Oh, you get busy dying. <laughs> yeah, my uh, my younger cousin is uh, he's pretty good at, at doing a Morgan Freeman. Um, but yeah, that's that's something I I couldn't do. And you know, yeah, uh, it's one of those things. He's like, oh, you know, you know, you're a voice actor. You know, you could be able to to try. He's like, at least try. But it's just one of those things where if I know I can't do it, I'm not gonna do it. Yeah, I could play around with it, but at the same time, me being able to do Morgan Freeman is probably not gonna get me more jobs. So <laughs> I'm gonna just stick with what what I'm good at and build and build from there. I can also do um the Arby's guy. The uh, uh we have the meats. Oh boy. Go ahead. Oh crap. Um <laughs> so, so now you're like, oh, I can do it. I'm like, right, oh, right, are you right, gonna right, do right. it now? <laughs> there you go. Arby's, we have the meats. <laughs> it's pretty good, man. That one and then I really like uh Sam Elliott's um like doing the Silverado trucks. Silverado that man is badass. I'd love Dude, to meet that man in person. My cousin used to be babysitted by Sam Elliott. No way. That's what I said. And he starts walking away like it's a normal fucking thing. And I'm like, excuse me, you're not walking away from me telling – like you telling me that you were babysitted by Sam Elliott? And he goes, yeah, dude. He's just a person, man. People become famous. Dude, that's just what happens. He goes, he's just an average cool guy. And I'm like, yeah, but it's Sam Elliott. And I'm like, all right, I guess I get it. Then he goes, I also met Ric Flair in an airport. I'm like, hold on. Hold on. Hold on. <laughs> Stop walking away. You're meeting some cool-ass people. He had at one point in his life he was going to marry into money. Like he was – um, he loved this girl and figured out that she was like rich – and uh, they were doing like eight thousand dollar dinners. It was like that's that's chump change. Like they were flying private jets everywhere. And oh, he ended boy. up he ended up breaking up with her. He's like, I just don't like money, man. I don't care about money. I care about connection. I'm like, bro, 
you married that thing for eight <laughs> like are you nuts you're flying private jets anywhere oh my god that's crazy though yeah, being babysat by sam elliot I, I mean i can't imagine that i mean especially if you get you get into trouble he's telling you to go to bed i mean just hearing that voice like okay whatever you want sure let me, let me touch the mustache i'll go right to bed yeah <laughs> Well, I, it's with impressions too. Like I find like I, I tried doing a little bit more of like Al Pacino and stuff where it's kind of just yelling and say, like, Oh, you know, like do something like that. But I do love, um, accents, man. I used to, you know, we talk about, um, actors that immense themselves in the environment to be able to pick up a certain language. Like if you start to notice, you start talking around people that have an accent, you start to pick up their accent without even needing to do so. Yeah. Yeah. That's, uh, I was actually moved to North Carolina for a few years for school and uh, I'm from Long Island. So my, my accent started to disappear. So people were there and, you know, I was at work and people were like, Oh, uh, where are you from? I was like, I'm from Long Island. And now, now you hear it. You're probably like, Oh my God, it's very heavy. But you know, uh, they were like, Oh, I have, I have no idea where you're from. I, I would never know that you're from New York. I was like, really? I was like, okay, well this, this is good. And then slowly, but surely I started to, say y'all and stuff like that i was like nope 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 can't do this so then i moved back home it's crazy though because like if you look like we talk about accents you would immediately think like a different country or something you know what i mean but states can have accents like new york has a specific accent mostly it's people yelling at each other <laughs> but like when you go to like boston's like let, let me get a pastrami on rye you know, let, let me get that pastrami, that pastrami, you know, and then like you fall into it. And then like, if you look at like, my family's from Baltimore, I, I'm, I'm growing in like Maryland. How do you say Monday? Monday. Okay. Sometimes I'll say Monday or Tuesday, Tuesday, <laughs> like there's T-O-O-S-E. And it's like, it's just, that's how it is. You know, it's like you randomly get picked up. It's like, how did we develop this ball? And they don't, instead of saying Baltimore, it's Baltimore. Like oh, there's no D. What are you doing? They're just it's like you cut down words, but it's it's all developed on the area that you grow up in. Like my cousins are in Hawaii. They live they were born and raised there. They um well not born and raised, they were just raised there. They've been there probably their whole entire life basically. Uh they moved there when they were little, but they have an accent called pigeon, and it's basically cutting your words in half. It's like, hey man, are you hungry? Would you like a snack? I'm full on aloha, thank you. It's like what did you just say to me? <laughs> I'm full on aloha. Thank you, Breda. It's like, are you a mix between a Jamaican and like a European? I'm not understanding this one. Yeah. Yeah, that's 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 a new one. I've I haven't really uh I haven't heard that. Um no, but yeah, like like you said, it's there's different accents everywhere. I mean, especially with you know, my Long Island accent, the big thing is like, I mean, especially when you're in the South Shore. You hear like the AW with a lot of the words like dog and I got to go to the mall, like stuff like that. Like you'll hear that AW just unnecessarily in there. Um, or like even saying, you know, off, you'd be like, off, I got to turn off the car, like stuff like that. It's just so unnecessary and so stereotypical, but it's, it's real. It's, it's a real accent, especially when I hear some of these people from the South Shore, some of my South Shore friends, I hear them. I'm like, where the hell? Like, wh wh why do you talk like that? Like, get the hell away from me. Like, I don't sound like this. Like, people think I sound like you when I say I'm from Long hey, Island. Hey, but where I'm you not. from? Where you from? I'm hey, from Long Island. Where you from? I'm from Nola. I'm from Long Island. Yeah, you know, we're out there in the West. It's like, <laughs> what? You're from the West? <laughs> well, it's even like, um, I was talking to, uh, uh, I used to work with um, this uh, couple of Irish kids. And uh, I'll never forget this. 
uh, I used to do jet skis and one of the Irish kids, his name's Kevin, got into a jet ski accident out on the water. Someone hit him and on the radio, all you hear is, um, the, Kevin, you got hit. Are you all right? I think I broke me fucking foot. And I'm like, <laughs> oh my God. And I'm like dying laughing on the ground. He's like, why are you laughing? Stop laughing at me. Help me. I think I broke me fucking foot. I'm like, oh, your foot, man. And he's like, why are you laughing at me? Or he's like, you know, it's like, why are you laughing at me? There's like, dude, I'm sorry. But I started developing his accent after talking to him for a while. He's like, I think I'm going to go to the bar and have a pint. I'm like, I could go for a pint. And you're like, he's like, what are you, what are you doing? What are you doing? I'm like, what? <laughs> he's like, you're copying me. I'm like, I don't mean to. I'm just, it's my, your brain starts to click to things that are similar because you try and blend in. You know, that's like the whole thing. Like it's called like, I ever heard of foreign accent syndrome. Yeah. There's people that can develop like a car accident and like there's a few reported cases or something where they get a severe head injury and their accent changes forever. There's like a woman or a woman that's um, a 40 year old English woman, but she speaks like she has a Chinese accent and people thought they were faking it for the longest time, but there's actually a, a, a disconnect with your brain and the language speech recognition, whatever it is, um, system in the part of your brain. And it's, it's crazy to see because when people start picking up things around them, it's because they try and simulate. They try and become similar to the things around them because that's, that's how we learn to adapt and survive. Yeah, exactly. And it, it's just interesting voices in general, around, the rounds of frequencies, amount of just so much out there. What, imp, what accents can you do pretty good? Can you do like a Canadian accent? Can you do? Uh, mostly just different kinds of, of Southern accents. Um, it's just, I'm somebody honest with you right now. Me trying to, I can't even hear myself through the headset. So it just sounds funky to me right now. I sound like all muffled because uh, I'm using this, this other microphone. Um, I mean, like I said, it's just, I do like a, like a Florida panhandle and kind of accent. Or like, if you want to do like a Savannah accent, it's more Savannah. like a, a Savannah yeah, accent. It's adding that Vina. Um, yeah. Yeah. There's, there's, there's different kinds of, of Southern accents that, Talking about some, a little boot scooting boogie. Yeah, some of them are slower. Some of them are faster, man. Like, yeah, I mean, I got to go home right now. My wife's going to kick the shit out of me. Like, I got to get my ass home, get my truck, and go home. Like, come on. <laughs> like, there's there's different kinds of, you know, pace and, you know, sounding to the word. Sometimes it's more drawn out depending on where you're, where it's supposed to be from. And uh, that's just, that's just, like you said, listening and trying to imitate. That's, to me, when it comes to accents, that's what I try to do. I try to listen and imitate while also trying to, maintain my voice i still don't want to sound like i'm from new york but i got to try to maintain that natural um natural vibe to the voice you don't want to sound fake you want to sound I, real i've been trying to do a thing for like a while like past couple of years whenever i go into a store just pick up an accent and try and co- like hold it the whole entire time it makes it difficult like you randomly drop it and they're like what happens to your accent like what like you were faking it weren't you i'm like oh yeah well like <laughs> the irish one is like it's like hi hi little Leslie. welcome to the to the irish pub like it's like that whole like kind of like higher pitch, especially if we're gonna do like a leprechaun or something. Then when you go to Scott, Scottish is like, I get my some haggis on my kilt. Like it's having that whole like grind to your voice, like the little kind of like the, the really kind of groundy reverb to it. And, yeah. You know, Canada, it's like it's a little bit of like, I'm from Canada, man. Eh? Like, you know, it's like adding the A. Like if I can do it enough, I can handle it down pretty well. But you know, like even I've talked to so many people from all over the globe. I've talked, especially with Australian people, like those are a majority of people I've talked to from another country. It's very difficult to, in a conversation, to be able to hold your own accent while hearing theirs so strong because it's so thick. It's cutting. 
you know it's like when you're sitting there talking to him it's like i mean what do you mean mate like you know like he ended up being like that's a knife this is a knife like yeah. he ended up doing shit like that and the dude's like what are you doing and even he was telling me like one time my buddy uh daniel craig he was telling me he was like dude i was i don't know why i'm trying to do an american accent right now i'm like yeah what's happening why are we stealing each other's accents right now <laughs> yeah it's uh, uh an australian accent is, is definitely very 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 thick it's you know, unmistakable when you hear people like, you know, Hugh Jackman naturally talk. That's another thing that shocked people when they heard Hugh Jackman speak. They're like, holy shit, like, where's this guy from? He's like, oh, he's from, he's from Australia. Oh, and I'm like, yeah, we have an Australian guy. That's Wolverine. That's, that's exactly what it is. <laughs> I'm over there from Australia. You know, I come over here from the East. I can't, I'm not even going to attempt to do that one right now. I'm already <laughs> stuck in Christopher Walken mode. I just want to go back to it. Oh, go ahead, man. Finish the finish the podcast as Christopher Walken. That'd be impressive. <laughs> Look, I mean, like, where do you want to end up doing with this? Like, do you want to end up moving from commercials to maybe doing comic book characters, or maybe doing three like more animation styles type stuff? Because I really love animation. I think like that would be definitely a cartoon route I could go down. Yeah, I mean, I, I love to do mostly character work, but in reality, there's so many people that are trying to do character work. I mean, the industry is just saturated with, with voice actors now, um, especially now with, you know, with the internet and everything like that. And now that people will be able to do stuff from home, there's just so much competition. Um, and competition is a great thing. It brings out the best in everybody, I think. Um, but you got to be able to be versatile, you know? So I, I think being able to do commercial work, even for stuff like, you know, for pharmaceutical companies, radio spots, little short commercial spots, um, you know, boring stuff. You got to be able to do that too, because in reality, that's what's going to pay the bills. You know, you're not always going to land, uh, you know, a character and, uh, you know, land an audition, get that, get casted as that character and, you know, be in that show for, you know, 12 seasons. Like, you, you don't know how it's going to go. You know, it'd be great if you're on the show and then you have it for a few years. But in reality, once it's over, you got to have something else. So you got to be able to do a little bit of everything. That's just I, how I personally feel. And, um, even people like Steve Bloom, who is known for his characters, he does commercial stuff. You got to be able to do it, whether they're small, large, whatever. You got to be able to do that as well, because you got to you got to pay the bills. It's a job, so you know it's all fun being able to do all these things, but you know you got to make a living somehow. I want you to sell me a pack of tan packs as Wolverine. Oh my god! <laughs> I I want to hear it pack of tampax are you you couldn't like pick like you know all right do, do you want tampax or you want tell me toothpaste how about that toothpaste i'll, I'll you know what? i'll do the tampax i'm I won't stuck be, on teas damn it i don't know I, how to get off of teas i can't think I, of i'll do the off. i'll do the tampax I, I won't be a baby about it take it from me when you start bleeding it's hard to stop use tampax <laughs> <laughs> no way that is the best one-liner. Tampax, pick that up, dude. Holy oh, shit. Man. Can you sell me Honey Smacks as Wolverine? Honey Smacks. Your favorite cereal, right? I'm pretty sure Thank I've heard you. that before. Thank it's... you. Yes, I almost got salmonella from it. Finally, somebody's. <laughs> how the hell did that happen? I had an outbreak at one point, and I'm just too, you know, you spend $5 on a box of cereal. Fuck it. Salmonella is the least of my concerns. I'm worried oh. about my bank account at that point. I'm going to eat the <laughs> damn box. Oh man, I'm gonna be honest with you. 
I've never had them before. You are, oh God, where do you live? I'll send you a box. I already got this one dude that does a serial reviews while he's high. His name is High Spoon. You can check him out on Instagram. Shout out to him. Um, but he is in Canada and they don't have Honey Smacks over there. And I said, I will send you a box of Honey Smacks. It's going to be $40 in postage, but I don't give a shit. Yeah, I, I'm from Long Island. I'm from New York. So I, I've never even seen them i haven't even seen a box i have to look it up at this point if i to know what it is what kind of what kind of cereal is it if i'm going to do this commercial i gotta get the aspect right is it crunchy is it okay imagine it's the original gold puffs or uh, there's that, that gold puff cereal with the bear on it it's the original that but there's a frog on the front it's honey and those little like puff like sweet corn things puff sweet corn things yes okay you don't know the golden puffs with the bear i i, I haven't had it so I, like I said, I'm, I'm more of a, I was, um, Cocoa Pebbles. That was me growing up. Cocoa Pebbles. Oh, you get the Fred Flintstone. Yeah. Fred Flintstone on the cover. Okay. That and Count Chocula. That was, that was, that was that, my jam. That was diabetes for children. Yes, it was. And that, I was a really was, chunky kid. So that, that probably didn't help. <laughs> I was too, man. Count Chocula was my shit. And then they really made it a kind of better when they added the, uh, the cereal straws and you're just like. I'm not even being able to drink my milk because I'm just eating the straw at this point before I can even, I have to go through six straws so I can finish my glass of milk. <laughs> so honey smacks. All right. As Wolverine, man, you're putting me on the spot with these weird things. All right. You can ask me to do one. I'll do a commercial. Shit. You can do a commercial. Oh, you'll do some Christopher Walken ones. Uh, all, right. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Are you tired of the same old shit when it comes to eating cereal? Boring Cheerios. Boring. I don't know. Fruity Pebbles. What kind of person wants to have fruit for breakfast? Not me. I'd rather have beer, but whatever. Honey Smacks. That is a cereal. That is something worth dying for. That is my voicemail forever. That is definitely <laughs> something I'm going to cherish for the rest of my life. And you might have completed a, like a final bucket list item for me. I can probably die in peace. You're welcome. All right, so Christopher Walken is going to sell. What is he going to sell? All right. You're selling furniture, but not just any kind of furniture. Furniture for hamsters. Damn, dude. This is like, whose line is it anyway? Like, let me just toss out some specific shit. Hold on a second. Furniture for hamsters. What kind of furniture do hamsters? Holy shit. I could sell Ikea furniture as Christopher Walken. That's not hard at all. It's half of the shit's put together already. <laughs> Buy the floor model. Um, furniture for hamsters. Welcome to Petco. What are you looking for? Maybe a water feeder for a little gerbil, or maybe a rodent of smaller proportions. Or you're buying a hamster wheel. You keep on running. Doesn't know where he's going. He just keeps on doing, you know, the spin on the wheel. I don't know. That's like it's the best I could do. Oh man, I'm disappointed. No, no, I was good, man. That was I, it's, good. It's, I can't think of any ham like hamster furniture. Oh, I've never owned a hamster. I heard they die after like two days. I'm like, I don't want that shit. The rather yeah. goldfish <laughs> that dies after an hour. I, I actually, we had it was years ago. We had goldfish that got huge. We actually had to transfer them to our freshwater pond. That's how big they got. Tiny little fish in a bag. They yeah. got. 
feeder mm. fish. I had an experience with a pond and I was like, why are these fish so cheap? And he's like, they're only like five cents because they're feeder fish. You feed them to bigger fish. And I'm like, well, what happens if I just let these things grow? He goes, they can go to be like 13 inches. I'm like, what? He's like, why aren't people just like, give me a hundred of those things. Dude, I put them in a pond. They grew enormous. Yeah, they, they get really big. I mean, we had them mixed in with, with koi fish and they were just all hanging out dude I have, a, I have said the pond story in this podcast i don't know where it was at but if you find it i mean you i don't know that was an experience for sure but it's you know we we had koi's at one point too i mean that's what that was an experience on its own and koi's hibernate i never even knew that oh yeah i mean when uh we made the pond we dug it deep enough into the ground that when uh you know the winter came around the top would freeze over but they'd still be able to live underneath there so they'd be living throughout the winter. And then once everything thawed out, they'd be fine. We never had to transfer them into the tank. I bonded with my koi fish because he liked honey smacks. He liked honey smacks. You, he, wouldn't you... eat, he wouldn't eat koi fish food. So they were like, you can feed him like bran flakes or something that gives him like the essential nutrients and fibers. And I'm like, what about honey smacks? Like if he can eat bran flakes, he can eat fucking honey smacks. So I just tossed honey smacks in there. He ate it. He really, really enjoyed it. And he was actually pretty snobby about it too. Like he would not let anybody else eat any of the honey smacks so i was like that's my son <laughs> all right well i really appreciate you mark coming out and doing the podcast man i guarantee you it probably wasn't what you were expecting no i mean uh it's definitely uh definitely laid back i really enjoy the atmosphere of it all i mean uh, anything that you can kind of just go off the cusp and have a conversation that's something worth listening to a lot, a lot like the uh the joe rogan podcast i love that guy i can sit and listen to his podcast all day now, long now let me tell you about dmt <laughs> <laughs> but uh it, it was awesome having you on man is there anything you want to promote such as like your instagram page such as maybe some of your voice acting work that people can follow you maybe support you a little bit too uh yeah i mean uh my name is mark philippe uh if you're interested uh contact me at my email mark philippe at markphilippeva at gmail.com for any kind of character work, commercial work, anything like that. Or check out my Instagram, that Wolverine guy for just specific Wolverine lines. Whatever you want to hear, DM me and I'll do it. I want, oh, does it have to be specific Wolverine? Can you do maybe Tom Holland? Tom Holland. Do you want me to do Tom Holland? Can I you, can do. Can uh, you do a Spider Man version? I really like Tobey Maguire. People say I look like Tom Holland, and I hate that guy. But <laughs> yeah, I don't know if I could do a Tobey Maguire. I could do like a a younger guy. I can have a younger sound to my voice, but I don't know if I can sound like uh, the great Tobey Maguire. You know, crying and everything like that. Dude, that was movie. the best Spider Man, man. I'm sorry. <laughs> you know, people. I'm sorry, but yeah, I'm sorry to interrupt you. But the third one was just too much crying. Way too much crying for me. I was like, "Here's Spider-Man." Andrew Garfield was a mistake. It's it's okay, people. We can move on past it. All right, we understand. But Tobey Maguire is the original Spider-Man in my mind. Now, are you looking at your phone screen right now? No, I am not. Look at your phone screen real quick. Are you looking at your phone screen? Or are you looking? What are you on right now? You're on your computer or you're on your phone? I'm on my computer. All right, look at your computer screen real quick. Okay. Now look where it has my picture. Where now, picture? when I say I look like Tom Holland. Tell me if I look like Tom Holland. Ready? Where do I get your picture on here? Wait for it. Oh, boy. I look like Tom Holland, don't I? Holy shit. <laughs> you really look like Tom Holland. Oh, my God. Yeah. Right. Who, who's who? He's on the airplane. I'm on the... I'm the yeah, well, I, I know that. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, see, I, I get that all the time, and I honestly hate that guy. But, no, I like uh, Toby McGuire. I forgot to tell you, I could do a Richard Nixon impression. Go for it. Um, 
all right, hey, here, from the Futurama version, it's like, it's, uh, what is it? Oh, I'm not a crook. Oh, you got Curly in there too, man. Freaking Zoiberg, right? Oh, Zoiberg. See, I was thinking Curly from the Three Stooges. Curly. Oh, that's true. That's similar too. Look, there we go. We talk about vocal ranges being similar. Yeah. Because the jello and the pudding and then the pudding. Oh, Bill, Co- Bill Cosby wow. coming out of Oh, the kids in my basement. Oh, the, feed them the pudding and they'll go to sleep. They'll see you. He's uh, it's, <laughs> This is just where the end of the podcast gets kind of silly. Bad Albert's a good one too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you got you got a lot of characters in there, man. Maybe voice acting's for you. If I try enough, I can. Like I just sit there as a kid and just practice. It's hard, weird. It's kind of weird talking to yourself. It feels better talking to someone about it, so you don't seem so much like a freak, like a person talking on their Bluetooth. And you like, I hope they're having a Bluetooth conversation rather than just talking to themselves because that's that's nuts. Yeah, that, that, that's true, but. Yeah. Then again, I tell myself all the time, or I tell other people that I give myself the best advice, so I like talking to myself. No, no, I'm just kidding. Well, take it from me. I'm Mark Wahlberg. Hey, how's it going? Hey, hey yeah, Mark Wahlberg. Hey. Yeah. yeah. You want to buy a car? You want to? Good. No, go fuck yourself. All right. Yeah, that's like that's <laughs> like with Ted's. Like, you want to buy one of them cars? Yeah. <laughs> um. Well, I really appreciate you, Mark, coming out and doing the podcast, and um, thank you for listening to this episode of Out of the Blank. If anybody was out there listening, liked any of my impressions, or like any of his impressions, just hit up Mark because Mark's uh, voice acting and obviously doing everything that's better than me when it comes to just badass voices. Uh, that Wolverine impression was sweet, and I'm definitely going to have to pull that sound bite for the uh, Honey Smacks thing because that just made my day. <laughs> All right, man. Yeah, thank you for having me on here.